following resources presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. In a world where nothing is certain, Welcome to the Identity Matters Worldview Institute. There are many leadership skills and competencies that when combined and applied through the release of Christ that is within you, will help you discover the level of leadership few have embraced, in fact, few have ever experienced. Most quality leaders will probably be very quick to tell you that they're good leaders because they have been trained to be good leaders. That is a very normal, natural, neutral leader in the world today who's good at what they do. They know they didn't get there because they were born there. There was a lot of hard work that was applied to get where they are today. So to talk about actually having Christ in you to release, to do high level, the highest level of leadership without being trained or equipped to do it is a dream but it is possible. When you watch an indwelled believer release the spirit, no matter what their age is or no matter how ignorant they are to knowledge, it is a wonderful thing to watch. Because you know there, I believe what the Pharisees and Sadducees called John and Peter and said you are un uneducated and untrained. You must have been with Jesus. Why would that be different today? To have someone look at us and say, well, you didn't go to the best schools. You didn't get an MBA or you didn't, you didn't, you didn't. And they're seeing such high level leadership You need to have them come to the exact same conclusion. You must know that Jesus. You must have that Jesus in you. You must be releasing that Jesus. They were able to make a very quick association with the fact that these two guys they were talking to were uneducated and untrained and they they humanly made the connection that that's how Jesus functions. His father's leadership was released in him just like it is in us. That's why the Holy Spirit had to fall down upon Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the mind of Christ. 
And for Jesus, the Holy Spirit was the mind of his Father. That's why he was able to say, whatever you see me doing, it is not I who is but it is my Father. Whatever you hear me saying, it is not I who is saying it. It's my Father who is saying it. That is the first scripture given to us that proves to us the release of the Spirit. But today it is the most foreign theology known to the church. Leader, wherever you are, no matter how uneducated you are or how untrained you are, you have the power of the Holy Spirit living inside you if you're indwelt. And by one simple decision, you can release that spirit within you and you can literally chase away illnesses You can chase away deficiencies. You can chase away stumbling blocks in your pathway. You can clear the runway like clearing demons out of a room when a light bulb called the Holy Spirit is switched on. They don't have discussions when the presence of God show up. They flee instantly. Well, that's the kind of power that lives inside this body. And through leadership is how it's going to get out. Now, if I have extra training, and believe me, I'm in training every week online with some of the highest trained leaders. And I don't need to be trained. I want to be trained. You see the difference? Wanting to be trained puts you ahead of the leaders. I want to learn what Jesus wants done before Jesus reveals it to me. I want to figure it out through the mind of Christ before it has to be confronted of me. Big difference in the way a leader should function. Christ's confidence is built by mastering significant skills and situations. And by knowing that Christ can add real value, the value, by the work he does through you. One of the best ways to improve your confidence is to become aware of all the leadership development he, Jesus Christ, has already invested in you already. Not that he's going to, but he already has invested it in you. Now, Jeremiah, he's a curious prophet, right? He was called the weeping prophet. He was a crybaby. That's facts. I'm not being tough on Jeremiah, I'm being realistic. When it comes to the way that I function privately between the Lord and I throughout the day, there's many times I just break down and I weep. I get overwhelmed by something I'm reading. I get overwhelmed by a text that came in. 
I get overwhelmed by whatever. And I just break down and I start weeping. Someone said to me many, many years ago, you were most like Jeremiah. You could cage him up and not shut him up. But boy, do you like to cry. Well, it wasn't always true for me like that. Crying is good. It is an emotion, and God isn't about to change it. He doesn't change your emotions. He changes your thought life, your belief system. So therefore, when the human emotion strikes, and you do go down for a while, you can bounce back as fast as you went in. And that's what we as leaders need to master, is how to bust through it. Not to stay down, but to endure. There's a reason why in the Bible it says, those who endure to the end shall be saved. Do you know how many people that throws out of the mix? Are you listening, student? Do you know how many people that's going to throw out in the end? Because most people can't even do her hangnails today. Pain hurts because it's pain. Slapping hurts, kicking hurts, losing your fingers, having someone torture your best friends or your workers. It hurts. But get back up now. And grieve as you walk. Don't grieve as you sit. Because action creates momentum of obedience. Being slow and retarded in moving forward will cause you to sink into a despair. And that's what Jesus meant by let the dead bury the dead. And Jesus as well as the father back in the Old Testament, gave three days for people to grieve. Move on. That is not how we live today. We get stuck in our pain, and 15 years later, we think about someone we lost, and it happens all over again. Instead of rejoicing in the great memories, And rejoicing in their investment in us. And rejoicing in all of what God did through them. No, we feel sorry for ourselves because we miss them and we weep. And that's okay if it's for a moment. That's exactly what it says in the Psalms. Weeping, crying is for a moment. But there's a shout of joy in the morning. Not six years from now. Not 25 years from now. In the morning. So God is not disregarding emotions in his leadership. He's using that as a part of it. Like the cattle herders. All things are used together for the good. And you leaders need to master how to do that in a very practical way. Here's number one. 
not providing feedback upline and downline. And I think the downline part we kind of get, don't we? Or is it the other way? Afraid not. Statistics prove in leadership that it's easier for you to communicate information downline than it is for you to go to your boss and let your boss know everything that's going on. So number one rule in training and discipling others that I've had for many, 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 many years, and that is never withhold information upline. How can they rework the solution if they don't have the data? That is a common sense principle of corporate management. Give me the data. I love reading space books. My daughter's always bringing home a couple thick books for me to first look at the pictures <laughs> then go back through it a second time and read the little captions. One thing stood out to me in a book I finished this week is that all of the scientists that were involved in getting Apollo 13 back to Earth took unbelievable data that all of these science people worked on separately and then together and then brought that data so a decision could be made to get our boys home. And it worked. But see, that's how it works. So if you're purposely withholding information from your upline, expect failure. It's just that easy. If you don't communicate downline, you cannot communicate what your bosses have said. You cannot communicate private discussions with authority. You can't. So what you have to do is sit down and do what I do almost every single morning of my life for 15 minutes is I pick out the absolute most important things that must be accomplished in this day. Not that that is going to be the end result at the end of the day, but I make a plan so that who can direct the steps? Yeah. But if you don't make a plan, you think God is directing your life? You're going to have to prove that to me. People who go off half-cocked every single day when they get up, I don't believe they're being directed by God. I believe he's running them like cattle. Will they get to that small little opening before they get on the truck? Count on it. But it will be through the method of madness of cattle railing. That's not what God wants us to be in our relationship with him. He wants us to get to the front of the line, standing and waiting at that small opening so they can get on the truck. I don't know where we're going, but I'll bet you it's going to be a fun adventure. You see, the cow in the front waiting is not smarter than the cows trying to run the other direction. The cows running the other direction simply have to be cattle railed to the same objective while the other one is resting. It's been there way ahead of time. Resting. Waiting for the release. 
to get on the truck. That's where I want to be. And it takes sitting down and laying out the plan. And then saying, Lord, please direct my steps today. Because this is a lot. And I cannot even tell you how many days before I turn the system off and go upstairs that five times of what was on that list was accomplished. Because I want to serve five steps ahead of Jesus. Clear the pathway. He's coming. I don't want to be following him. I am in him, he is in me, and I want on the cutting edge of where he's going. And that's beyond obedience. That is oneness. Obedience still communicates separateness. Oneness does not. You're beyond obedience. You're ahead of the game. Here's an example. Jordan is an IOM representative, but he has a habit of communicating with the home office in an unprofessional manner. And honestly, he's listening right now. You're rude. Rude is a good word. Rude is basically a display of dishonor. That's all rude is. You can honor and respect someone you don't even know. And that's being kind. So we're leading people to Christ with kindness. Rude is opposite of that. So what you have to underline in unprofessional is professional. Leader, that's your secret. It's one of the golden secrets of leadership. Underline professional, which means I do this for a living, Jordan. It's what I breathe. It's what I do. It's who I am. I am of the great leader of the I am. And that is professional. So in order to pull these two together, you have to deal with this crisis of the person, whoever that is, is not professional. They're rude. Rude comes out of being unprofessional. I will not do this as a profession. His mentor is aware of this, but he's waiting for his quarterly review to tell him where he's going wrong. I had to make up that part to make the illustration work. So I don't wait for the quarterly review. But that's what it would be like. I don't have the guts to front the person with, okay, this kind of communication is going to stop. Now either I stop it, or you stop it. What's your choice? The funny thing is, is about rude people is they love black and white. And if you force them into laying out two decisions and, and you say, you decide, they'll decide. It's an amazing thing. That's leadership. That's what Jesus did. 
He said, let your yes be yes and your no be no. And anything above and beyond this is of evil. I am not going to be a gray zone leader. So what you do is you put out the yes and you put out the no. Yes, you can go do this or no, you can't. What's your choice? Yes? No. And rude people like to answer. They like to be put, forced, as they would see it, into that one position before they get on the truck. And that's what God's going to do with the entire end times. It's just crazy to me. He's just going to use all of their flesh and rebellion and whatever. And he's just, he's not upset. He's not barking out orders. He's not beating them with sticks. He's just using all of the things, the world, the flesh, and the devil as cattle rails to lead them to one single point. And they'll be more than willing to jump off the cliff into the pit of hell that has no bottom to it. That's how stubborn they will be. They'll be right there on the cliff and they'll jump. You think suicide's a problem today? As you know, the statistics of Gen Z, suicide's up 300%. Some sites say 400% since their parents. And most Christians don't care. In fact, some of you are listening right now and that blew right by you. If we're up 300% from the previous generation, what's two more generations going to be like? They're going to be on the edge of the, of the pit and they're going to know there's an authoritative being that has put them in this position of choosing yes or no, and they're going to jump. Because suicide will be a modality of a condition of its culture. They won't even think about it. They should God rather jump and go to hell than listen to you, God. Jesus, get off my back. I don't work for you. Leaders, that's where we're going. And so we need to piece down these 10 items very carefully. It's exciting stuff, and I'm glad that you joined us. If you're joining us through any other means outside of the Institute, I'm going to encourage you to go to worldviewinstitute.center. And check out some of the courses. We have listed some of the top worldview teachers from around the world. We're gaining new instructors every single week. My goal was to have 50 instructors by January 1. We're not going to have a problem meeting that goal. These are not just teachers who want to hang their hat on the uh, faculty position. These are quality leaders that have been teaching the Word of God in worldview for many, many years. So take some time, browse around, and check it out. Thank you for joining us tonight, and we will see you next week.
This resource has been presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. For more information about our ministries, visit us online at IOMAmerica.org. That's IOMAmerica.org.